record. So did you want to keep talking about politics or? Um, <laughs> I mean, it is Earth Day. Uh, Which is nothing but politics. And I, I, you know what? It might be good to just start the episode off with this. I have a couple, you know, facts. Uh, I think we all know 100 companies are responsible for 71% of the global emissions. I've heard something, right? yeah, I've heard something like that where like the whole thing about us recycling and being like, hey man, we can all, if we did this all together, it's like the impact that we, an individual or even like the entire population of the world would have if they just recycled wouldn't really make that much of a difference, right? Yeah, because... Not to uh, say don't, that well, we still do it, like, religiously. But. I mean, yeah, still still do what you can, but uh, the personal carbon footprint, you know, mm. that we all kind of, like, you know, we're responsible for the world's, uh, was actually a PR campaign by BP to shed responsibility of big companies polluting. No fucking shit. Yeah. It was, it was started by them, and it got extremely popular because it's kind of a thing that you know it's true that we yeah coca-cola is like yeah and yeah i like i like, like where they're where they're heading with that messaging there <laughs> you know and it just but the the amount of stuff you know the amount of impact we have on global pollution is negligible next to any big company like uh plastics and um Cattle. Oh, I know, like cows, like fucking the meat. Yes, just them fucking farting, which is the yeah. dumbest way that a, I think we're literally gonna die from cow farts, dude. Like, is that where we're at in the in um, society? Actually, we do have something worse, uh, which is Bitcoin mining. Right, which uses a bunch of carbon, right, because of all the electricity. Yes. Uh, it's from all the you know power, the energy used from computers. Right. It generates. 38 million tons of co2 every year oh. which is just bit just th- crypto currencies just just bitcoin mining and that's oh more than God. the country of Slovakia. <laughs> jesus it uses more energy in a day than the average american household uses in a month oh my god because people have like 20 computers doing it at the same time or yeah some there's shit. there's whole facilities now and it's just for have you ever looked into like what nfts are and what bitcoin mining is i was no because uh things that confuse me make me angry but yes. also i've i've tried multiple times but you talking about bitcoin reminded me of nfts because i've heard that's the issue with that's a big issue with nfts other than just like creating value and something that has zero value to it like yeah. it's uh the fact that how much electricity it uses to even to be able to host this stuff is that the thing yes the literal point of literally what bitcoin mining is i guess in the simplest terms that i understand it are you giving proof that you're using this amount of electricity and so it's the work itself that they're creating the the value value are you kidding me so the more Uh, electricity you use the more value you get the more money you get uh yeah, it's like the way it was explained to me is that it's like it's a lottery and every hour or every minute or every 10 minutes or something, someone gets someone wins the lottery and they get a bunch of money from it. And the more energy you use, the more tickets you have in that lottery. What the fuck, right? because, man? Who uh, set up this so, shit? Who's getting that? that who's where's the money coming from? <laughs> I'm so confused. I, 
it well it's not it doesn't exist right it's, it's not, not digital real. money it's digital money right it's like it's just numbers on a computer screen you know and so nfts are pieces of art quote unquote that are solely bought with bitcoin and bitcoin oh it's only bitcoin stuff. yeah and so oh. it's you know like dogecoin fucking ethereum all that stuff right and so it's just this stupid pointless waste of energy and you know a, a lot of artists have been affected by it because they've been getting their artwork stolen and turned into nfts <laughs> and, and the nft the whole concept of the nft like makes no sense to me because i'm i'll see no, yeah, i'll see cause... nfts we were like i just bought this fucking you know this like uh astronaut floating in the desert nft and i'm just like who <laughs> fucking cares like yeah and it's... and it's i'm hearing i'm reading stories about like someone buying an nft for two million dollars and then trying to sell it for six and all they got the highest offer they got was like two thousand dollars so it's like it... i don't understand what's happening yeah it's ridiculous it, it, the concept is that they're trying to give things on the internet as much value as physical objects i guess right but so it's almost the like end, they're it, i almost feel like the people that invented bitcoin invented nfts as a way to to yeah. legitimize bitcoin as like yes, but look exactly. because you have this now you can buy this and this is super this is going to be super valuable because then if anyone ever wants to use this image they have to pay you for it right, right. that's kind of the thing with it yeah. like you own the image <laughs> but it makes no goddamn like, sense you know if if someone shares the image you can just screenshot right. it you know it's like it's super a easy friend of to mine, steal a friend of mine sent me a screenshot of an nft that he bought uh and i was thinking the same thing i'm like well you just sent me the picture what's stopping yeah, me from like taking I this and it using it as my profile now. like yeah i have like i and also for whatever reason it, this is completely you know i'm probably pretty biased because of how nego how much i hate bitcoin and nfts but i honestly haven't seen nft art that looks good at all <laughs> good it all looks actually horrible. it all looks bad like really bad the only one that i've seen that's actually good because now of course cannabis is getting into the nft space oh, like God. cannabis companies dude cannabis yeah. companies are literally like some of the greediest motherfuckers <laughs> i've seen like they're they're the next oil barons, I swear to God. Like cannabis, oh, cannabis Jesus. is becoming such big business. It's it's kind of disgusting to me. And I saw the other day the first ever NFT by this one brand, big brand here in town. That's all about their art and all about their packaging, and it's all hype. I've smoked their weed. It's not that fucking good. Like they sold an <laughs> they sold their first NFT to someone, and the dude has it on his phone, showing it to the camera, like fucking showing it off, kind of. And I'm like. That's the first NFT I've seen that like looks cool, but it literally looks like something that you can create on some rendering program on your computer like in an hour. And who sure. knows how much this guy paid for it and who knows how much they convinced this guy it was worth, you know? So it's like yeah. I just don't none of it makes any sense, but like if we're talking about the electricity part of it and like the emissions and all the pollution and everything, if we just switch to like wind power or solar power, like wouldn't that kind of solve? Wouldn't that kind of like, yes, make it make it all moot at that point? It would never 
they would not, I don't think they'd ever be able to generate the amount of power they do mm. with wind power or solar power that they do with electrical. And when the point is to use as much as possible, God damn, uh, I can't believe I don't, I don't see a future. That's such a, a crazy part of the Bitcoin thing that I didn't know. Yeah, no, it's you know not a lot of people know about it, and it's been hard finding information about it. Uh, just because it's kind of a multi-million dollar, if not like billion dollar yeah. kind of thing right now. Everyone's investing into it. Everyone's making their own Bitcoin. Everyone's making their own NFTs and selling them because you sell them for gigantic amounts of money that aren't real. Right. But if you're in this community, <laughs> then it is real, you know? And uh. it's so it's... Are they creating it's, like I, a new society? Because like yeah, you know, before like the US currency, it used to be based on like gold, I think. Right. And I think silver too. And then but and it was literally like, okay, we're gonna take this bar of gold and that's like this many dollars. And we're gonna put that and it's like when someone spends that dollar, it's it actually has value because that dollar is tied to this brick of gold. Yeah. But a long time ago we we drop that the gold standard or whatever because they were just we had to have, make more money we didn't have enough gold so now yeah. money is just kind of this understood agreed upon thing that we all say like this piece of paper is worth this much money that i can buy that thing from you with this piece of paper because it means money or it means value or whatever the yeah. moment that people stop agreeing with that it's like it's gonna be chaos yeah uh I'm sure there's in been a concept. movie made about it. John Carpenter <laughs> con- or some shit. Yeah, I. Is there? Surely there's some sci-fi book or something. For sure. I mean, maybe it makes not me even think of Ready Player One. All this NFT crypto shit. Yeah, and and the scary thing is that um, meta, all the meta stuff. Yeah, and it, cryptocurrency is the same concept as our as our money, our dollar bills, and our coins. Uh, and it just depends on how many people buy into it. Right. And so at this point, it looks like everyone's kind of buying into it. So it's it started as a completely illegitimate form of money. And now it's becoming more and more legitimate. And because people are legitimizing scary. it. Yeah. And, and you need to have a powerful computer in order to even get this money, which is even further, you know, delving the gap between people in poverty and people right that have means oh god dude and the the it's just all bad it's all bad yeah uh so that's i mean that's honestly like we were talking before we started recording about like i see people wasting water and i see all this shit around me and it's like i've become more and more aware and it might be like partly due because like i'm becoming more aware of my own mortality a little bit i'm just like dude it's like we were talking about (laughs) you know working out and like eating right same th- same shit is is like dude if i don't preserve this then like there's no guarantee it's going to be there in you know yeah. later on in my life like uh and that's so i start thinking i've been thinking about that more and more lately and it's kind of made me uh honestly feel a little helpless cuz cuz it is one of those things it's like what what can one individual what kind of like impact can one individual have yeah no it really is there have been a lot of times I'm sure we've all felt some form of this in the pandemic. 
uh, that we there are these huge problems and we can't we don't really have the power to change anything about it. The people in power have no plans to change anything about it. Yeah, they they're actively have, like fighting against change. Yeah, and progress because they're you know our politicians are owned by the gas companies. They're making way too much money to want to change anything. And just the fact that we're not even being close to represented in any form of government. No. It is, you know, and, and also that half of our population just believes this is the best system in that, like, no, this is right. We got to keep doing this. There's nothing wrong at all. Right. And that's just, you know, it, it makes you feel a little uh, hopeless. A little bit, man. Uh, which I think honestly is a great segue into this record <laughs> you know what i do think it's a what's up buds Welcome to another episode of the Earbuds Podcast. This is a podcast where me and my buddy Lucas talk about me and my buddy Lucas's new favorite album. Every time, every episode is our new favorite album. Yeah. yeah. And me and my buddy Lucas talk about it for a while. God, I wish it. I wish that was the case. That every episode, it just the music <laughs> just got better and better and better. It would get to a point where we're just like. We would probably just zone out. Like, we would just flatline. Yeah, right? I think we would, like, uh, transcend to a new plane of, like, existence <laughs> at that point. It's just like, well, where do we go from here? I mean, there, you can only handle so much, uh, yeah. you know, ecstasy. A- episode 200 is just, like, you just hear distant reverb, and that's, like, us transcending to a higher plane. Yeah, we've become one with the notes. Yeah. <laughs> but like, are we uh, are we pod couples or odd couples? I don't know. You know, I think. Um, I mean, I think we're definitely one of those two. My main concern is, are we kind of like on a podcast or an odd cast? I think it's both at this point, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, and you're. I mean, obviously, you're Brett John Wayne Hanrahan. Yeah. And I'm Lucas Zatoichi. Indrakovs. Zatoichi. Indrakovs. Indrakovs. And today we are talking about, honestly, like, one of our, I would say both both of our, one of our favorite rappers, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I think our second episode, our second album that we've talked about him, and uh, I think the, the first episode that we talked about is, like, our most listened to one, like, by far. Is that true? Yeah, in a... In a it's confusing. I don't know why, but it's the one that's gotten the most listens. So that's interesting. Let's see if what happens. Cross, with this cross your fingers. Cross your fingers. Uh, <laughs> I would love to see those numbers again. But today we're talking <laughs> about is... "Melt My Eyes, See Your Future" by Denzel Curry. Man, yes, this album just and pretty much just came out. Regardless of the numbers, we were definitely going to hit on this album. I was sure. very excited. Uh, I hadn't listened to any of the singles he released beforehand. I was going into it completely fresh. And uh, you can imagine my surprise 
when I hit that first song. Yeah, dude, for sure. Like, it is not what you would expect at all, but I did listen to, I think, at least one of the singles. I don't know if he released more than one, but Walkin', track number two, I heard it. I I listened to it probably like 20 times before the record came out. (laughs) I immediately loved it. I knew that he was going for something new. Like just from, yeah. you know, you can pretty much on every track of maybe a few songs uh, here and there that don't fall within that the, that theme that we're talking about. But like, yeah, man, I, I saw him do a, an Instagram live maybe like an, a month before the record came out. And he was saying he, he was talking about it. He was like, this is the realest stuff I've ever written. Like, this is the most personal stuff I've ever written. Yeah. And I was really and curious getting, to hear what that was going to sound like. Getting into the lyrics, I completely believe it. Yeah. You know? talks about uh his feelings during this you know this this time we're all in and it feels a little it, the album kind of skips between hopeless and hopeful in in tone like walking mm-hmm. uh walking with my back to the sun Keep you my know head already yeah yeah <laughs> but then at the but, same time four lines later he's talking about like but because all this shit is the reason why my friends have to rob people and it's the reason why we smoke so much weed to like deal with our stress. Yeah. And, you know, so it is like this back and forth of like, I think that the opener, like you mentioned the opener, it does such a good, it does a, a really good job of setting up the vibe of the record for sure. Like thematically in terms of like lyrics, but also the music, man, the music's like so much more jazzy and kind of like psychedelic and swimming. Like oh, on the man. whole record. I I love that swimminess and that jazziness through the record, but you know what this song it, it, you most of the songs on this record remind me of I don't know if you've ever watched Samurai Champloo. No. I don't watch a lot of anime, you know this. Uh well, you should probably change that. I mean, I've seen uh I've seen Akira and The Last Airbender and I like both of them. All right. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah. Those are some pretty good ones. I watched like four episodes of uh, that fucking vampire show on Netflix. That was actually pretty dope. Castlevania. <laughs> yeah. That show's sick, dude. Um, But yet, uh, the soundtrack for Samurai Champloo was done by a Japanese, a Japanese artist called New Jabes or New Jabes. Okay. And he is one of the first instances I found of this like low key rap, very piano based mm-hmm. uh, with hip hop beat drums mm-hmm. type of music. Okay. So this was super was this kind sounds of recent, like that. or um, it's kind of, I think it might be a decade old now. Okay. Uh, and so, so it's, it's kind it's, of ahead of its time a little bit. Like you had like common, yeah. like maybe common back then, and a few you know sp- very specific rappers like Devin the Dude or something that were doing like kind of jet, like sp- strictly just jazz, hip hop. I know I'm yeah. forgetting so many more. They've been around for a long, long time, but uh, I, you know what? I take it back. <laughs> the more <laughs> the more I think about <laughs> where I was going with that, I'm like, no, no, jazz rap has been a thing for a really long time. Uh, but it's it's super cool to see Denzel. On something like this. I don't know how many... I feel like there was definitely a Kenny Beats beat on this, There right? was. Um, yes. I think it was the T-Pain song. Yeah, Troubles. God, I love that song. It was, like, funny. <laughs> it was hilarious to me. 
but yeah, man, I don't know how many other producers were on this because it kind of reminds me of Good Kid, Mad City, where I thought every track had the same producer, and it because it was just so cohesive, and then it turns out that every track had a different producer, pretty much. So, yeah, right. I don't know if that's the case with this one. Like, I didn't do enough research, but yeah. Um, it does sound very cohesive through the whole thing. Like, it all makes sense. Even, like, there are a few, like, bangers. A few fucking, like, really hype songs on this. For sure. That still fall really nicely into it. It doesn't take you out of, like, the vibe at all. Yeah. I think something with Denzel is that he does pay attention to what an album is. Right? And he does take into account, like, all right, this is kind of the direction. For. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, even though this is the main theme of the album, I still need to put a little variety in there, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously the track with uh, Black, Rico Nasty, J.I.D., and Josiah oh, so was <laughs> going to be a little more hype. So uh, X-Wing is a little more hype. Love it, too. I mean, I love every and song on this record. Spoiler alert. Me, too, man. Yeah. And it was real tough finding a choice nug it was it was really it was really hard but i like i i think a big i think this is my favorite denzel album next to yeah um man i i don't it, i think it was honestly his first record i think that's my second favorite it's called Ult- nostalgia 64 uh let me i'm looking it up imperial oh my god he has so many albums uh <laughs> yeah okay it was called 32 zell 32 Zell, yeah. It's almost like uh, an EP, like an extended EP, but man, yeah. I love that album so much. And uh, this is I, this is taking its place for sure cuz like that's what that, I think it's because it's so different. Like Denzel has been like so fucking hype his entire career. Like just right. banger after banger and like arena rap is kind of what I would call his stuff. Like it's sure. worthy of an arena, you know, kind of like Run the Jewels. But this is, like, way, way more, like, subdued, way more vulnerable or, like, emotionally driven than his yeah. previous stuff. But, like, maybe even that's kind of not that accurate because, like, his stuff has always been really emotional, you know? like it, But it was mostly, like, anger and frustration and sadness, yeah. you know? Kind of, like, let, he was, like, letting out, like, a lot of frustration and anger, it sounded like. But, like, this, I feel like this album has a lot more soberness to it in a way of putting it where it's like he's kind of gone through some real mental health struggles in the last few years just like a lot of us have like with all the crazy yeah. shit that's been going on so it, but it's like it's it sounds like he's come out the other side like stronger and healthier you know and like more balanced so you can tell that's the theme when on the first song he he's going I keep walking I keep walking I keep walking like right. I'm going through all this shit you know but like I keep walking but I'm going to I'm going to keep getting through it. Multiple times on here he talks about thoughts of suicide. Yeah. He's talking about like really uh, personal shit. Yeah. Really personal and shit, which is still like kind of gangster and kind of stoner at the same time and like into <laughs> all of that, he, like into all the stuff he's into, you know, but like he's sharing some like really pretty real stuff on this and I feel like this album is something like I needed right now because I'm dealing with my own personal like career shit and you yeah. know like I feel like I'm kind of wandering right now like personally like trying to figure out what I want to do so yeah. like a lot of the lyrics on this record kind of like confirm my feelings <laughs> that I'm feeling where I'm just like man I'm just like I feel kind of beat down 
right now, you know? And it's like yeah. half the lyrics kind of like confirm and like validate those feelings for me. But then at the right on the next line, almost sometimes he's also like clearly trying to like push through those feelings and like, yeah. you know, and be better and like focus. And like, he's saying like, keep walking, I keep walking, you know? And that's kind of like the theme on the whole record. So it's like, a lot of the songs on this record, and I think a big reason why it's probably my favorite one by him is because, like, I feel like I needed this album right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. And it's weird because it's... I heard this record before all that shit at my, like, in my career happened and everything. So, like, it, it was kind of prepping you. It, like, it, this, the, the, my feelings on this album, like, evolved in the last month because I went through some shit. And I'm like currently yeah. still like dealing with it, and then it's then I hear that you know then all the lyrics on this album, which I knew to him were like at, at least I knew to him were super personal, and and I still loved them for what they were, like him expressing himself, you know, and like having that release. But then all of a sudden, all the songs started having a way more personal meaning to me after the last month or so. So I was just like, wow. So it's like I needed to hear this, you know. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's again, it's like he's allowing me to be pissed and stressed and sad and like frustrated, but then also like immediately making me have to think like, okay, well I have to, I have to keep walking, you know, like I have to move forward and I yeah. have a feeling this album's going to be that for a lot of people. I hope so, man. Uh, cause his, his, his lines are as great as always. He yeah. has fantastic wordplay. He's surprisingly like succinct with a lot of the themes he kind of talks about. Yeah. Uh, even though it's pretty consistent across the record. And really poetically done, too. Like, he's not he's not succinct in a way where he's, like, on the nose, where he's just telling you exactly what he's thinking, but he's he, he uses only the number of words that he has to to get it across, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really impressive, man. Like, he's, I think he's on a different level on this album. Yeah, man. You know, I I think I remember telling you a long time ago, Denzel has the potential to be one of the one of the greatest. And I think this album is kind of proving that yeah. he is on his way. Dude, I remember thinking when you were telling me that, dude, what are you fucking talking about? Because I think that's when I hadn't even heard him yet. And you were I think you were trying to convince me to listen to him. Yeah, or I had right. I had heard a few songs, but it was you know his hype shit. It was so like club, fucking like aggressive, and that wasn't the type of hip hop I was into back then. Like I didn't really give it the time of day, like 2015, 2016. Yeah, and uh, and then years later, I never I never even heard his name again. And then you bring him up randomly one day, and I was like, really? <laughs> like you like Denzel? And you were just like, dude, like you have to listen. I forget. I think it was Taboo was the one that you really wanted me to listen to, or Unlocked. It was probably, it was probably unlocked. unlocked. It was for sure. Taboo's a great record as well. Taboo is really obviously. good. Yeah, but yeah, man. Uh, and I remember, like, I remember you said that. I feel like this guy is so fucking good. I feel like he has the potential to be one of the greatest uh, of our yeah. time, at least. And I just couldn't be- like. I was like, dude, is this the same guy that I listened to three <laughs> years ago saying like, "Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you," like you know, like some crazy shit like that? And I'm just like, I don't. All right. And then I listen to Unlocked, and I fucking loved it yeah and i've listened and to everything he's done since then and i love it all and then this was the best thing he's ever done i remember when zoo came out 
Zoo's and so fucking good. That is one of the Oh my god, so many catchy like uh, choruses on there. Dude, so many Ricky is just, one of my favorite hip hop songs. Oh like, my god. <laughs> that I've dude. heard in the last 10 20 years. It's great and it's just like a lot of bangers and yeah. now you got this album which uh, the choruses are fine. I don't think they're nearly as catchy. I don't think they need to be. I don't think they were trying to be. I still think that he's like one of the best hook writers in hip hop right now. Mm. Honestly, because yeah. like a lot of his lyrics, uh, you know, he, he kind of he's good at keeping the theme. But I usually hate hooks that are uh, either sung or like rapped by the main artist. <laughs> Okay, so you hate most music. I, I mean rap, like hip hop, like <laughs> like uh, like Nas's record Magic that we listened to. I loved all those songs, yeah. but most of the hooks I just kind of I just don't like when the rapper is just rapping a hook. You know, like that kind of sure. drives me nuts. But then it also kind of drives me nuts when they just get a female singer to just sing some bullshit just so they have a hook and then they can go back to rapping, you know, like that yeah. also the, that usually takes me so out of the song cause it doesn't match the vibe at all. But like he is so f- Denzel is like legitimately singing on a lot of this album. And, yeah. uh, and I still think like he probably writes my favorite hooks in hip hop right now. I, he just has, I'm not going to say a natural talent cause he's been doing this for so long. I think he's just always new he's always known that that's an important part of writing a song and he's honed it and he yeah. kind of knows what works. Kind of reminds me of know? like Billy Joe Armstrong. Uh, oh God. <laughs> where I think he's like quoted saying that so many people were um, just wanted to like play as fast as they could or, or, you know, yeah. like write as many songs as they could. And he focused on trying to become a good songwriter. Like that was his focus. Sure. And that's, I mean, Green Day arguably has some of the best, like, pop punk songs of all time. That's true. So yeah, I can't deny an, he's that. He's an amazing songwriter. He has some of my favorite, like, punk riffs uh, on Green Day songs. He's such a great riff writer. And I feel like Denzel's right there where, like, I just didn't know Denzel could sing. Like, legitimately sing. Like, a, you know, for for a rapper, goddamn. Yeah. it It's not... I don't think it's something we've seen too often uh, right. before this work. Yeah, I, I try to but, think back on his previous stuff, and I'm just like, no, he's just kind of like still rapping on all his hooks. But I love him, you know. And this one's just like, dude, yeah. X Wing has like is my favorite hook on the whole album. On the next thing, I'm just on the next thing. And I love that little, I love that little auto tune on his voice. Yeah. It, it just fits. He, he doesn't even need it, I'm sure, but it's like such a cool stylistic choice. Yeah, uh, it's it seems like a stylistic choice. It's not no. like something to fix his vocals. Yeah, they're not. I mean, it's the same with T Pain. T Pain's an amazing singer. Yeah, dude, <laughs> dude, I love T Pain. I love him so much. Like, his feature is probably my favorite one on the record. For sure, uh, I did like I did like Rico Nasty, but I always like Rico Nasty. Did Rico Nasty do the first female verse on "Ain't No Way"? Was that Rico? Uh, I think it was the only female verse. Oh, uh, who's Kitty Cash then? Is she not? Is she not Kitty rapping Cash, in there? Or... She's also a feature on "Ain't No Way." God, I don't know. I think it's Rico Nasty who does the first f- verse after, like think... after Denzel, and it's fucking amazing. Yeah, so cool. it's great. But T Pain is legitimately an amazing singer, amazing like hook 
writer, obviously. Like, he, obviously. he fucking made a career out of that shit. But he's also, like, hilarious. Like, every interview I've seen him in, <laughs> anytime I've seen him, like, featured on a show where he's just, like, hanging out. I've seen him on, like, Bar Rescue as a guest on dude. Bar Rescue, and he's <laughs> hilarious, dude. What? Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's some of my favorite episodes of that show. Oh I God. love that show. And uh, tr- his his feature on Troubles is by far my favorite on the record because of how funny dude. it is and how catchy. Have I surely I've sent you a link to his uh, Twitch stream intros? Uh, I don't think you've sent me that, but I have seen a video of oh, him man. on Twitch where like people are saying the N word a bunch, <laughs> and he's he mm. fucking like a whole team is saying it over and over again that he's like going against. So he fucking destroys all of them. Like hell yeah, he's so good. I think it was like Call of Duty. Like he's amazing at that game, and he just oh my God. and the whole time he's like yelling and getting so hyped every time he kills one, <laughs> and it's just so fun to watch. Like he gets his revenge, and I've like I like I said like yeah, I've seen Twitch uh, clips of him, and he's just fucking hilarious, man. Yeah, and he's also like surely you've seen the Tiny Desk concert that he did. Yeah, that's when I. Where found it's like, out he could actually sing. Yeah, and sing. he could just kind of actually literally sing. He's such a ace-up-the-sleeve kind of guy. Like, yeah. he doesn't really show that he has all this stuff, but, like... Yeah, but, and I man, I think his... I don't think there's any... Because um, there's a few features on this album that... It kind of bugged me a little bit where the feature was just the chorus. Sure. kind of bugged me a little bit. Like, um, you know, 454... On who I'd never heard of before on Senjuro. Yeah, I think if I remember correctly, that's like one of my least favorite choruses on the album. I still like the hook a lot, and I would have liked to have heard more from her. <laughs> like, and it's the same with Slow Tie. Like, probably the most underutilized feature on on this album. And oh man, he, but, but I, I love, love his chorus. I love what he did, and like what he does makes the the beat of the chorus make sense. Like if he yeah. wasn't on it, that beat would just bother me and make zero fucking sense, but he makes it so awesome. And I'm just like, but it's still, it's like underutilized, man. You have slow tie. who's like fucking huge right now. And, uh, and you're just giving him a chorus. Surprising. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he was aside from like, ain't no way. He really kind of Denzel kind of uses his features sparingly. Uh, you know, for sure. But I think he, this album probably has his biggest features of his career. Yeah, like we were talking about T Pain, but like not to mention, yeah, Six Black, Rico Nasty, JID. All of those people are like fucking star, like mega stars now, huge. Yeah, and then fucking Saul Williams. Like how that's so crazy that he got <laughs> Saul Williams to be on this album. That's that guy's <laughs> like a, you know, like a hero of like the underground kind of like spoken word hip hop stuff. Like he's he's a poet. And I think that kind of tells you like the level that this album is at too. Where all those features are right. great. There's not one bad feature on this Buzzy Lee on fucking John Wayne's awesome. Robert Glasper <laughs> playing the the keys on Melt Sessions amazing. You know, like all good features. There's not one miss on this record. And not just that, but all the features are legitimately like pretty much all big names. It's yeah, this album's a, like I said, it's a different level for Denzel. I think a lot of people heard a lot on this record, like the features, you know, deciding to be on these songs. Yeah, because I think they kind of realized, like maybe they heard the music before, maybe they didn't, but they're at least understanding Denzel 
is uh, someone I want to be associated with because I know he's going to make some quality stuff. Yeah, or like just you know maybe people who have been fans of his for you know for his career. Sure. They're just like yeah, fuck yeah, I'll be on a Denzel Curry song. You know, like <laughs> I've seen so many like big names be features on like nobodies. You know, like be, feature on a nobody song. Yeah, and, right. You know, they're nobody to me, and then I check them out, and they have fucking three million listeners a month or whatever, and I'm just like, God, I'm out of touch. It's so weird. That's what I thought when uh, Good Kid, Mad City came out, and I saw Drake was featuring on one of the Kendrick songs. Yeah, right. You're like, <laughs> I was like, who's this who nobody is- Kendrick Lamar? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's like when I found out J Cole back in the day. He's like, dude, he doesn't do any features on his stuff, and I'm like, who the fuck is J Cole to not have any features? Like, <laughs> who the fuck is this guy? And I'm like, oh, this guy's all up his ass. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> just shows our ignorance. I mean, you know, sometimes sometimes you can call him, sometimes you just don't know. I had no idea Lil Nas X would still be relevant today. I, and I've I've haven't liked any of the stuff I've heard by him, but you know, like I respect how many boundaries he's pushing. Like he's forcing people to to be okay with shit. And yeah. uh, and especially in hip hop, you know, where like being flamboyant like that and being like really bright and loud and outspoken and everything is like in that way and the way that he's doing it is yeah. uh yeah i mean that's that's so fucking ballsy and i love it but i mean there's a lot of artists like takashi 69 that i'm just like i don't understand how i don't understand how there's j cole and takashi 69 how they could how they could exist in the same space and one of them is <laughs> is right probably like arguably a way bigger hit than the other like how is j cole you know how does he not come up more than Takashi Six Nine? You know, it just like fucking I'm, drives me nuts. I mean, I don't know if I've heard of that dude anywhere lately. I don't know if he's still doing stuff. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I think that reference is a little outdated at this point. <laughs> but two years, it was val. It was fucking. That's current. Sure, like maybe Lil Xan or Lil something Zan, could be whatever. You know, whatever. Billie Eilish. Uh, but you know, going back. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, going back to this record, though, you know, we were talking about the music like being so different for a Denzel album, and I love where they, he, you know, the al- the songs that he chose for this record. Like, there's like an ethereal, like kind of trippy, like psychedelic element on every single song. Yeah, and you know, that goes perfectly with the album cover where he's kind of getting motion blurred, yeah, and it's with these trippy almost CRTV type of colors and melt my eyes. See your future is just like already a very like psychedelic. Very. I don't know what he means, but I love it. But it's like we said too, this album's swimming every out, every track on it. You're just like, like it's very like hypnotic. The music, even a song like John Wayne, which is God, I love that. Kind of like with these really hype vocals still has this kind of swelling reverby synth. Yeah, and this low kind of maybe upright bass. Dude, the bass on that song that it's like it literally does like trance you out, dude. Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot of that on this record. I love it for sure, for sure. And I also I don't know if you got this feeling too, but especially with that bass, uh, like on Walkin', I kind of got Tribe Called Quest vibes a little bit. Yeah, I got some. Tri- I, you know, admittedly, I haven't heard a lot of Tribe Called Quest, but I got a lot of RZA vibes on a lot of these. Yeah, a lot of RZA <laughs> Wu Tang vibes on this, where they 
kind of do the same thing sometimes on their stuff where like RZA can get kind of like, you know, I say Wu-Tang, but I think RZA more like Gravedigga's RZA where it's like almost like horror beats or very psychedelic beats that are yeah. meant to kind of like put you in this like, you know, like, and uh, man, it's, I, I heard a lot of that. So you heard a lot of Tribe Called Quest on I, I heard a good bit of Tropical Quest influence, yeah, with these old kind of, you know, because they are a very jazzy bass yeah. band. A lot of their stuff is based on, like, the upright bass riffs that they have. Right. And so it, it just makes sense that that was probably one of the big influences. I think New New, jo- New Jabes or New Job is or whatever his name is was a big influence. Uh, I want to hear that shit, too, man. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll go ahead and send you a record. Yeah. It's, a lot it, i i would say it's a lot more sentient <laughs> sentient it's like a lot more kind of like it's it's usually just like some piano and a hip hop beat and it'll usually uh, just be okay. instrumental okay so it's like kind of damn i was too just, high for you to pull out sentient out of nowhere like talking about music i'm like <laughs> what are you fucking talking about it's like it's not as i i would say it's not as like reverby and spacey okay. and swimmy gotcha. that's the stuff we're listening <laughs> gotcha. to now okay it's like alive yeah you know uh, it's more it's more down to earth it it feeds on people okay man i've been also about grindhouse and horror movies lately like you're you're right up my alley with that yeah like all the synth and like electric pianos and like 808 bass and that we're hearing on this they're not done in a hype way like in the way that we're used to hearing from denzel but yeah they're done so well and i love yeah like you like you were saying you know just kind of uh, stand up bass type of like almost jazzy. It almost sounds like on a lot of the songs, it's a live uh, drum set. Yeah, you know, for sure. Like especially John Wayne walking, like those types of things. Like you, it sounds like there's a hi hat there. It sounds like there's you know like an acoustic. It sounds like there's someone playing. It. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Right. It's like the little bit of like the Jay Dilla feel too, where it's just like, oh, this is just this feels more organic, more like fluid. Yeah. And that fluidity just is just across the board on this on this album. Did you have any? Uh, uh, did you have any like standout lines from this album? I mean, I wrote down kill two. Kill a mic on any LP. Uh, that's like has my gotta be. That's my favorite Denzel line of all time, dude. It's so ridiculous how surely someone must have done that before, right? I I mean, it it is it like when you hear it, it blows your mind at first, and then you're like, oh, that had to. Like, yeah, it's almost like that's so. Like they must have said that's that. That's so at some there, point. right? Yeah, it's just there for the taking. That's a really juicy, like low hanging fruit right there. But he, I mean, like I run the jewels because I kill a mic on any LP. Is yeah. I was so worried when I first heard that. I had to rewind it and then look up the lyrics because I was worried it was a uh, run the jewels diss. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, no, Denzel, no, don't hate run the Don't be. I was like, y'all got beef. Like, this is going to break my heart. And then I read, I like looked at the lyrics and then it just, I think I sent it to you immediately. I sent you like a screenshot of the lyrics or something. And, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't think he did that. Oh man. I, I wanted to then, but yeah, it's, uh, that, that line blew my mind, but there's, there is like, you were saying he has some of his like best lines on this, on this record. Yeah. I mean, most of the, most of the lines that I highlighted are not as personal as most of the record is. It's not like a good representation of the record, but I, I appreciate, he referenced Rey Mysterio in one of the songs. He referenced Naruto Sage Mode, which is so (laughs) funny to me. 
um that first line on walkin is just so cool to me just his delivery the first line. Uh, i gotta like listen to it now Walking with my back to the sun. Keep my head in the sky. sky. Me, myself, and I. Me, myself, and I. Like daylight. Yeah, I love that line. Uh, Her ball. I love when it changes. (laughs) Stop on walking, keep on walking in this little nasty little world we call our home. They get blicky In this filthy nasty world we call Uh, our home. Man, that change is like fucking awesome. I have a theory about that change, and this might be a little ridiculous, but. my theory is that the change-up is the modern version of the first part of the song. It is. It is weird where um, the first time you hear it, it just sounds like a completely different beat. Yeah. But then you realize it's just a different version of that beat. For sure. Yeah, that's what I'm... Like, I think it's just like the 2022 version of the first beat we were listening to. That was a lot more like jazzy. Boom bap. And maybe not jazzy, but like... Old school hip hop. Yeah, very nineties like inspired yeah. beat. He's kinda has that like really smooth, slow delivery. And then all yeah. of a sudden a minute in the beat changes and he's doing that choppy we get blickies popping, so we got options. So we resort to cops and robbers the ganja coppin. Like, yeah, he's doing like a way more trappy thing at that. Like that's a really cool theory. I like that. Yeah. Um another line stuck out to me was uh on mental he who's like this is gonna get you higher than her ball just climbing treetops yeah uh <laughs> dude i wish i'd like i was listening to this album so much um when i was walking my dog that there was i i was following along with the lyrics but i really wish that i would have copy pasted so many into my notes but it would have been such <laughs> a bitch to do that walking my dog so like right, i wrote down yeah. the two or three lines that i really liked a lot but yeah there's i mean Every song has some standout lines that I'm just like, oh my god, I fucking love that. Yeah. Uh, and I guess my last mention will be on the uh, Troubles, the T Pain song has one of my favorite like backup like, get off my vocals dick. or something. Get off my dick. <laughs> yeah. It <laughs> <laughs> makes me laugh every fucking time, dude. Oh god, it's so good. Dude. And then he does a like he he still plays with every other line after that where he's like yeah, yeah like kind of like put yeah. mixes in a little extra stank on it yeah yeah one, yeah one thing we didn't mention before we go into our honorable mention or uh you know to our choice nugs is like one of the things i like about a lot about this album too and that ties it all together into kind of this like we've said like I, i'm a huge fan of like this the cohesive piece of of work you know is uh the melt my eye see your future all of the marketing behind it and all the promotion behind it was like it was like a movie and he was yeah. walking through the desert and like it, there's all this really cool imagery. It's obviously inspired by like, you know, maybe old school 70s like kung fu films and probably yeah. anime, right? And I thought it was very Tarantino sure. inspired too. It looked He said in an interview that it was mainly inspired by a Japanese director named Akira Kurosawa. Yes. Um and also Wild West films for sure anime vibes i'd say yeah kind of and i i want to see the kurosawa guy i think i know some of his films but i remember like yeah on the fake movie poster of this album it says like a, a yeah. kurosara denzel kurosara film or something like that uh <laughs> zel kurosara i think is was the name but yeah man i really like that motif obviously i've been really into the, the that era of movies and that style of movies lately but yeah. one of the things that i think is really cool that he incorporates all of that and i think i don't know which 
obviously the music must have fed the marketing, but he had this whole idea in his head is that there's like a uh, like a sort of movie score theme going on throughout the whole record too, where like some songs end with this sort of kind of like 60s, 70s style like orchestral orchestra stuff going on at the end. <laughs> yeah, and it's maybe like a yeah. minute of you know the a minute at the it's end of a song and very close to the end of the song yeah it's so weird it's like the, every a lot of the songs just kind of go into it you know and yeah. it took me a while for that for me to realize what was happening i'm just like oh man it's cool it's like that's like the movie score of melt my eyes see your future you know so this whole this album is almost like a score to a movie that doesn't exist <laughs> right really fucking cool I mean, if if he had any choice, I'm sure he would make it exist. I bet I, I bet it's gonna happen, man. If 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 Sturgill Simpson Simpson can do an anime movie <laughs> about one of his albums, like Denzel can definitely do a fucking kick ass anime or you know even a live action thing. I I think it'd be tough to choose which one he'd want to do. I bet it, but I bet anime would be way cooler because you can do way more. I bet he would try to do a halfway thing, right? Like half the movie is animated, other half's like live action. Oh, uh, I was thinking more of like a Roger Rabbit type of thing, <laughs> where there's animated characters and things going on, but they are interacting with the real world. Maybe That'd we haven't sick, seen right? one of those, right? Well, you know, I was gonna say that, but we actually see a lot of that these days. Oh yeah, like Sonic, all the yeah, Marvel like, movies. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's like 3D. It's not like. It's not the same 2D. thing. Yeah. The Tom and Jerry movie kind of did it, but nobody watched that movie. Ugh. Yeah. Or like, uh, you know, if you want to say anything with CGs doing that, but I, I mean more like... Uh, Just like 2D 2D looking. looking shit, yeah. Yeah. Then it's, all of a sudden the character's melting and becomes like a kaleidoscope of colors and then he changes into something else. <laughs> sure. You know, like that's, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. I think that'd be really cool to see. But let's get into our choice nugs, man. What was, what was your first it. one? It is time. It is time. It is time for Choice Nugs. It is time. It is time. It is time for Choice Nugs. Uh, real quick, my honorable mentions. It was really hard to choose. And on a different day, I might choose these honorable mentions. But the first one is walking. I think for yes. obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, and my second one is Zatoichi. Uh, so I love that song, man. God, it was so close. Like, 10 minutes before we were recording, I was still, like, listening to each song and, like, oh, man, do I choose this one or this one? And it was extremely... Did you have any uh, honorable mentions? Yeah, uh, pretty much all of them. Like, yeah, honestly, sure. uh, I would say my least favorite song is The Smell of Death. You don't like that? Nah, I like the, the weird jazzy horror thing going on, but honestly, it's really short and... It just doesn't. I don't think it's as good as any other song on the record. Like I could, I think it could have been left off, for okay. sure. And then my second least favorite was Angels. Dude, I love that song. It's it's a little too slow for me. Just a little. Oh, oh, when? Just a little. I'm just saying, it's just a little. Just a snooch. Just a snooch. <laughs> a snooch too just slow. A, I mean, if it's just a snooch, I guess it's just funny. a snooch. But I love the like the bass on that song sounded like reggae bass to me man i fucking loved it um but yeah man all of them all like honestly other than those melt session walk in the last uh troubles ain't no way sanjuros Sautoichi, all those are honorable mentions like i fucking love Jeez. this album dude like i'm not gonna skip any song even though i there's two in a row that i'm like eh. you know well i you know what i'm just gonna say my first nug then 
uh, and we'll see if we share any. Okay. Uh, my first nug is the first song on the album. It's Mount oh. Session number one. It, that yeah. was almost, that almost was one of mine. Like we said, I had a hard time picking just two. It was a tough choice, but I love. I think this is a great intro to the album. Uh, I love the outro. Might be yeah. my favorite part. I keep walking. I keep walking. I keep melt. Yep. You know. I love um, the, the super jazzy, heady vibes on the whole thing. Super jazzy. Robert Glasper then, is so good at that electric piano shit, man. <laughs> right. Goddamn. Denzel's flow on this whole album is fantastic and perfect. Yes. Um, Great lyrics. And I think the, the album. this might be one of the like most personal songs on the record, which is something I appreciate. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think I think that would be hard to quant to quantify or qualify like which one's the most personal. Sure, but it's definitely like I like I said, man. It really sets up the whole record. Like you you hear that and you're just like, well, I've never heard anything like this from Denzel before. Yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah, great great opener, and it was definitely like one of my favorites for a long time. Yeah, and and the way it transitions into walking. Is if it's a real cool transition between songs and it yeah. just works and it gives you. By by the time Walken did the switch up, I was like, "Holy shit, this is gonna be a, an important album." Yeah, man. Uh, I, yeah, like that's what I mean. Like I, I'd only heard Walken before listening to this album and like hearing Melt Session, I was just like, "Oh god." Like, I, I already loved walking so much, and then I hear that, I'm like, that's just, this is just, I just know it's going to be amazing. Yeah. I, you could just tell, like, there's something, there's some sort of spirit behind this album. Like, even seeing his uh, live shows that he's touring right now with this, it's like, there's something special about this. I haven't seen any of his recent live stuff. Dude, the, some of the things I've seen, I mean, it's hype, he's playing big-ass venues, and, uh... I've seen several shows where he has a giant X-wing on stage that he's like standing. Oh on. my god! So fucking whatever. So dude. cool, dude. So ridiculous. So cool. Well, uh, well, what was one of your nugs? It's funny, man, because pretty much both my nugs are like the most hype <laughs> songs on the record. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Completely not <laughs> like what most of this album. I know, is. and and completely not like what I love the most about this album. But uh, even though these are hype. Uh, two pretty like the hypest songs on here it's still like john wayne is one of my choice nugs okay i love john wayne like it's so aggressive and dark and it's one it was the first beat on the record that made me think of rizza specifically gravediggers okay uh a lot of like i love the psych stuff that john that uh denzel's doing on his voice you know like right it's so trippy like the whole song is so trippy and again like so aggressive <laughs> talking about walking around <laughs> his neighborhood with a gun on his hip feeling like john wayne mama ma, let that bit bang like, pow. like i love all that uh and i i think the the grandfather line that he has on this song like i forget exactly what it is but it reminds me so much of uh, Down Rodeo by Rage Against the Machine. I haven't heard it. Right, so I'm walking down Rodeo with the shotgun. These people ain't seen oh, yeah. the brown skin man since the grandparents since the bought got one. And he says like something about you know someone's the greatest of their grandfather 
like you know oh he like you're you're the greatest of your grandfather owned people that looked like me or something it's something kind of like that line and i'm just like oh that reminds me yeah. so much of of rage against the machine and that was just another reason to like it well for obvious i mean we know denzel loves rage oh for holy shit i never i didn't <laughs> make the connection that i was just like dude it almost sounded like an homage to that line to me maybe Crazy. you know probably i mean even if unintentionally maybe it was right yeah fuck well uh i think the the weird drop at the end of this song is cool where it kind of does the phone like Ba-dum! yeah I, and the <laughs> weird singing at the end yeah right <laughs> like i it's i kind of don't like it <laughs> Like, <laughs> you know, it's so weird. Um, and I feel like that's Buzzy Lee's part. She just like sings that part at the end. But uh, man, I yeah, John Wayne, definitely a top, yeah. top song for me on this one. Man, well, I was kind of the opposite. I think the most low key songs were the ones I liked the most, it, even though Zatoichi was extremely close to being uh, one of my choice nugs. Yeah, me too. And that might be one of the more. Well, it has like a break beat, and I don't know if that makes it an aggressive song, but <laughs> it's the most, it's the fastest one. Yeah, for sure. It's like literally, which is also like an anime thing too, right? Kind of. I don't know. I don't know about that. Okay. Um, but the song that follows it is my second nug, the Ills. Oh yeah, dude, you do like the Ills reminded me so much of um no name song yesterday yeah right that intro is so yesterday right like it's so like you know what it reminded me of and this might be a little insulting like, to denzel like but it reminded me of or something. <laughs> it reminded me of the uh lo-fi beats the study too yeah and it's kind of like reverbed and raining right yeah because it kind of sounds like an old piano yeah, it's an old piano, and it you could just like, you could just imagine you're like looking out your window while it's raining, and you see the landscape yeah. and everything. Yeah, for sure, it's still a great song though. I mean, it's my second choice nug. I love it. I love that completely gentle mm-hmm. uh, piano with the the beat behind it, and I don't know if it was the best outro it, song it was a low energy outro which is fine but it didn't seem like it i mean unless i'm remembering it correctly it didn't really have much of an ending to the album feel about it at all even if it was low-key yeah uh even though i do love the dj yeah it's it's very um it's so chill, dude. It's almost like if it wasn't for what he was saying, it would be like a kid's hip hop song, like something you could use on a kid's show, something you could uh, use as a lullaby to get your kid to sleep. Yeah, a, a little bit like that. There's something very wholesome about the beat. Yeah, you know, uh, it sounds yeah. like a song that it would stand like on an it would stand out on like a gangster rap record. But as being the one song that he talks about, like being a kid, like when he was growing up, go to grandma's house and do this. We went to the park and did that. You know, like he'd be just like, it's just, here's my sweet song about being a kid. You know, like it's almost like Tupac with changes. 
Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it kind of reminds me of that a little bit, but uh, it's it's just another great Denzel performance. His lyrics are amazing on this song. Yeah. The ropes uh, around my neck are golden chains for me to choke. The locks reflect the locks that flames the burn that burns the cross. Like, I mean, yeah, it's he, he's really like seriously on a just a whole new level on this one. Yeah, man, it makes me so excited to see. I mean, this whole record makes me so excited to see what he does next. I have a feeling he's gonna start acting. Maybe. Yeah. I hope he doesn't stop rapping. No, nah, as long as he does like what action does, where you know he becomes a <laughs> yeah. he becomes someone a celebrity outside of of hip hop, but then also like still releases an album every year. That's fucking fun, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, my second choice, Nug. Like I said, man, everything else was pretty much a fucking honorable mention for me. Uh, but my second choice, Nug, was X Wing. Really, <sighs> I I can hear that song five times in a row. <laughs> I honestly didn't really care for this. Song. Oh wow, we liked completely different songs on this album. Like, yeah, I love the beat. I love the violin, and honestly, the that rattler fucking bass kick that sounds like a fucking <laughs> blown out speaker. Yeah, you love your blown out speakers, baby. I used to hate it, and now it's like my favorite thing. It's like your thing. Now. It's like my thing. Like it's like my brand. And I have, yeah. I have to stay on brand. And and you kind of start, you kind of sue everyone that uses it, which is weird. <laughs> I'm going to sue Denzel. I haven't done yeah, it yet. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I am a rattler. I'm a fucking rickety bass drum for, like, as a person. Yeah, just like the embodiment yeah. of that sound. Yeah, but I, lo- and I love the tickety, trappy snare on the whole thing. I love the hook. It's my favorite hook on the album. That's like it's so catchy. Sure, yeah. I I I feel like the less I hear that hook, the more I'll like it. I feel like <laughs> if I hear it too many times, it's gonna annoy me. Damn, I love it so much. And it has, and this song has my second favorite line on the record. Yeah. Uh, the this game like Home Depot, bitch. They got keys, hoes, and hammers. <laughs> that's so good i my I, my one of my buddies that uh i hang out with here works at home depot yeah and i sent him that line immediately i was just like dude like he doesn't like denzel Yo, that dude, much you. yeah he doesn't like denzel and i was like dude come on you gotta listen to this song <laughs> like he does this line and he was just like all right all right i'll check it out i don't think he liked it yeah, well, yeah whatever what are you gonna do yeah. <laughs> shit man well i fucking really really love this record like let's what what are you what are you gonna rate it? Oh man. What is your I love I love the vibe of this record. I love how cohesive the themes he brings on this record are. It seems like he was extremely focused. He knew exactly what he wanted to do before he even started. Yeah, for sure. Um it's it's kind of an odd feeling having like the first the very first and very last parts of the album being your favorite parts. Um yeah. but I do love I love just about every song on here. Uh John Wayne was kind of annoying me after a while for some reason. <laughs> My two favorites is, are the ones that I Yeah, it's you. <laughs> your second favorite and X Wing. Yeah. Uh I think the Ain't No Way 
was a little disappointing just because it had so many crazy people on I it. I 100% and it agree. Didn't go nearly as hard as I thought it would, I maybe. Totally, I think it's because J.I.D. rapped too slow on it. And he didn't sound like J.I.D. No, that's really. what I mean. Like, he was just kind of... It was still good. All the features killed it, but I agree, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Sanjuro, I didn't really like 454 four, uh, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Uh, that being said, I love the I love every beat on here is fantastic. I he does this thing on this record a lot where he repeats the first line of the first verse in the second verse, but he kind of changes it. Yeah. After that first line, and I love that. I'm a sucker for that. Yeah, me too. And he does it like on six of the songs. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a sucker for when someone starts a verse and then repeats it. They're like, no, 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 you know what? Fuck that. And then does it again. And you're just like, get uh, back. Let's do it again. Yeah. The Godzilla line. <laughs> it's just, uh, or good Gajira or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. MF doom reference of all things. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's, I don't know, man. It's, it's a high rating. <laughs> yeah. Have you not decided on your rating yet? I I kind of have. I think the more I listen to, listen to this, because we've we've had this album on the to do list basically for like th- what feels like three weeks yeah, or at, something at least, yeah. And so it might just be that I've heard it too much, mm. but I think when I come back to it, I'm gonna really extremely enjoy it. Uh, so I'm gonna kind of rate it based on that. Okay, just because I've been listening to this album for like three weeks. Um, but I'm going to give it like, I'm going to give it like a 9.3. Woo. God damn. It's, that's pretty high up there, it's man. Fucking yeah, it is. And like, I, but I think he deserves it. I think he is going to keep going on and doing better and better stuff. I think eventually he is going to get his own T pab, you know, yeah. and like his own classic classic album uh, he's going to get his own illmatic right this might be it um this this very well might be it time will tell yeah wow 9.3 holy shit yeah uh, yeah dude i'm i'm pretty much right there with you man uh like across the board i love everything about this record like i love the theme behind it I love that he's incorporating this kind of movie thing with it. I and I love that the music speaks to that a little bit where like we said he has that kind of score happening at the end of a lot of the songs on here. Yeah. I love the themes of all the songs, um the theme of, you know, struggling, um persevering, relapsing, yeah. persevering again, you know, just kind of this constant struggle, this human struggle that he's, you know, that I'm very much like connecting with in my own way on all on a lot of these yeah, songs. Yeah, it became uh, I wouldn't say weirdly personal, but it came extremely relevant. It, yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it was it all of a sudden throughout the month that we've been meeting to talk about this, <laughs> it became a completely different record to me. And uh, and like I said at the beginning, I feel like it became something that I didn't even know I needed, and I did need this album. Like I I needed to hear these things from him. Yeah. And uh and I I love it, man. And like, I think it's the best work he's done. Um 
all the features are amazing. I love all the music. My favorite songs are your least favorite, which makes me like it even more. <laughs> yeah. So, right. yeah, man. He gets into some real shit, but he's still kind of gangster. He's still pretty stony the whole time and very heady and trippy. But, uh, yeah, man, I have a very personal connection to this record. And, and uh, so I'm, I'm giving it a 9.3 also. Wow. Yeah, I was going to go yeah. a little lower, and then I heard you give it a 9.3, and then I started thinking. What I was thinking was the was same as you, is that I was going to come back to this and probably like it more and more and more the more I listen to it. Yeah. Because I've legit yeah. listened to this like probably fucking almost 10 times before we even recorded this. <laughs> right. But it's crazy to think that like I've listened to it that many times in a month, and I think after this I'm going to go back and listen to it and maybe like it even more. Like the songs I don't like, I think are going to grow on me, which is, which great albums, that's what's happened with great albums is I go back and those two tracks I didn't like end up becoming my favorites over time. Um, So yeah, man, 9.3 and it's probably just going to go higher the more I listen to it, to be honest. Yeah. It's, it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm almost excited thinking about going a while without listening to it and then going back to it i'm like excited about it now yeah i feel that you i know? feel that way so much with like action bronson and rx bandits and all <laughs> these like people that i listen to all the fucking time and it's almost like tv shows that i watch all the time too that i'm just like all right i have to step away from this for a little bit and i can't wait to go back to where i'm yeah. excited to hear it again you know yeah this is this is gonna be an album in my I'm gonna be holding on to this album for a while, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is gonna sure. this is on rotation uh, a lot. It's gonna be on rotation a lot coming up, and I'm very excited. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening through. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at EBPcast, Jean Luc Guitard, Brett Hanrahan. Uh, we're found anywhere podcasts are found. Whatever you got on your phone, it's probably there. Yeah, whatever you're listening to us right now, just keep listening to us on this. Just keep, use that Keep one, listening. Because that's pretty good. Yeah, but if you want to uh, fucking, for some reason, watch it on YouTube, we're on there. Um, yeah. So, you know. We have all the episodes on YouTube, and we have the shorties as videos on yeah. YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Which, hopefully, we're going to, I mean, we've, I think we've been saying this, like, the last five episodes, but... Life's busy. We gotta man. get back on. We gotta get back on it. Life's busy. There's so many good albums coming out right now. Yeah, dude, I'm really excited to talk about the, <laughs> the on the next episode <laughs> uh, because we're gonna go back to one of our boys, actually, someone we both oh, love. Yeah. We're gonna listen to the new King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard record. Oh man, what the fuck's yes. it called again? Omnithium Balnarium. I think it's called Bamboozled. Gestapo. Yeah, Ben. Uh, we're gonna. That's what we're listening to next time. Uh, if it's, it's out on streaming services by now, right? It by is. the time this episode, yes, it is. Yes. So extremely excited. I listened to a bit of the 18 minute song, uh, when you sent it to me, and I was like, you know, it's like it's Gizzard. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Yeah. It's. I'm. I'm really excited to hear it. I've also liked what I've heard so far, but. Yeah, buddies. Next episode, we were talking about Magenta uh, Obsidium or whatever by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. <laughs> it's the new one. It's, it's the new one. We're going to listen to the new one by them. Speaking of, just like new albums that are coming out, then the next week we're going to be talking about Action Bronson. And I think pretty soon after that, Kendrick's new album's coming out. So we have a lot of fucking and exciting. Oh, my God. Very I've exciting been, episodes coming up. I've been extremely nervous. Oh, I'm so excited. I, I don't know how we're going to do an episode on a Kendrick album. <laughs> 
Honestly. The only way we can. Half half assed. I mean, what you know? It, we're obviously half assing it on this, go, talking over an hour about Denzel. I mean, yeah, it was mostly improv. I haven't actually listened to the record. <laughs> yeah, You're editing either. this out, right? Yeah, no, yeah. This is um, this episode's not even going to come out. Cool, mm-hmm. awesome. So say whatever you is want it, now. It's a good practice episode. It's a good practice episode. Yeah. Uh, what would you rate this practice episode? You know what? I'm going to rate this practice episode a nine point. I think a nine point three for me too. I, it's, that's weird. I was thinking that's, a nine point three. It's weird that we keep matching up. Yeah. I keep saying this that we need to stop agreeing on stuff yeah, because kind of sick of it. I'm kind of sick of being on the same level as you. And if you could either like kind of get a little lower, mm-hmm. or you could just like stop and let me get a little higher yeah, yeah, yeah. on the next level, you know? Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. Uh, cool. Well, on that note, uh, you know what isn't getting old? What's that? How good this was. You know what? This was good, Lucas. Uh, bye, buddies. Bye, buddies. And three, two, one.